Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today on Tune Out. I am very excited to be doing this podcast where I get to talk about all things music. Music has played such a huge role in my life and I know I'm not the only one. Each episode, I will be sitting down with a guest to learn about the soundtracks of their lives. All right, welcome everyone. I am joined today by my friend Ryan Samante. Ryan's favorite artists include Lauren Hill, Amy Winehouse, Frank Ocean, James Arthur, Mac Ayers, and J. Cole. Ryan, welcome, man. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me, brother. I'm glad to be here. Did you get a chance to listen to J. Cole's new song yet? I have. That was something real light. Like, I feel like he's teasing us with that. He was just like, let me give you a little taste of what I got to come. But he was kind of singing a little bit on it, which was dope. What'd you think? I was really into it. I definitely want to know where this is going. I really liked it. It was a very different sound to his usual stuff, but I'm not entirely sure where this song will land exactly in the album. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I really liked it. I thought it was good. It wasn't really like, it, it didn't feel like a single and it was called Interlude. So it, it it's not really a single. He just like, let me do some weird shit and <laughs> just give y'all a taste with the interlude. Yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm interested to see where he's gonna take it. I'm excited, but I'll I'll take this song for now. Um when I was looking at your list and listening to some of your favorite artists, where did you discover Mac Ayers? He's really good. He's been around for a minute. He's from New York and his voice is crazy. Each album I feel like vocally shows off something different, which is pretty impressive. But when I put, I put him in the top five because he is like my favorite new artist, I would say. A lot of my other favorite artists are just like in general, like Lauren Hill will always be a top and that Miss Education album will always be one of my favorite albums, just period. But like Mac, he's definitely on my like recent list because not a lot of artists recently are impressing me because they're not really soulful or like i would say like honest it's more about selling and it's more about the show and that's definitely one of the reasons why mac is underrated but he's a fire yeah when i was listening to him his sound reminded me a lot of uh pink sweats but he has like a voice similar to justin timberlake like if you really combined pink sweat sound with jt and maybe like an old school jt that's just like exactly what this guy reminded me of. I was really into it. I like his sound and I'm really going to start listening to all the other albums that you sent me. I never knew you were a, uh, a Lauren Hill fan. Did I ever tell you about my experience that I had with her? What? Did you meet Lauren Hill and not tell me? No, 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 no. But when I was working at the music company, we live streamed one of her performances one day. And I remember trying to promote all this stuff and everybody kept referring to her as Lauren Hill. And we kept getting corrected by everybody saying that you need to refer to her as Ms. Lauren Hill. So I still do that sometimes when I talk yeah. about her. I mean, I, th- I think there's something with like like legalities of why she changed her name because she didn't have rights to that first album or something like that. When she first came out, it was just Lauren Hill. So she lost ownership and like rights to the name Lauren Hill. So she had to come back as Ms. Lauren Hill. <laughs> yeah, I remember them telling us about that at the office, but I never really listened to her, to be honest, until that performance. But it was really good. I was very impressed. Um, have you always been a fan of these artists on your list or do you feel like your list has changed throughout life? Um, definitely changed. Definitely changed. 
So I remember being like 12, 15, hearing Lauryn Hill songs in the car and, you know, just always knowing it, but like never really connecting as much, but like lyrically, like, girl, you know, you better watch out. You know, we heard that shit all the time. Being 25 and hearing that compared to being 10, hearing you better watch out for that thing, different. And I feel like I I was able to really understand her genius within the last couple years of, you know, just kind of hearing the entire album, which I don't think I discovered the entire album until I was like in my 20s. I would I had only heard like a, a, a few. And I definitely have had experiences in my 20s that reflect the same shit that she went through. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that because I could go deep into that. But. <laughs> you can share as much as you want on this show, man. Uh, how do you find yourself listening to your favorite artists nowadays? Are you listening to their full albums or are you kind of just kind of going through top singles? Mm, so I listen to music based off of my mood. I listen to music that is going to reflect whatever mood I'm in or you know, if I want to feel better, then what's going to reflect that? If I want to be in my feelings, then I want a song that's going to make me feel so I can get that shit out. And I would go to each one of those artists for like kind of like a, a different reason. Um, but I think the thing that aligns all of them is their healing in a way. Like they, they all have a an honest, open expression of who they are, whether it is... You know, Lauren Hill, which, you know, she's been kind of deemed as crazy. <laughs> and she's, in her second album, she's been very, very open about, like, that struggle and, you know, freeing your mind and tapping into your mind and not allowing your mind to be limited to anything. And I go to her for a specific type of, like, you know, healing or, like, just talk some sense into me, girl. Whereas, like, J. Cole, same thing. He's going to talk some sense into you, but in a completely different way, in a completely different way, and also tell his own story. And then Amy, Amy is somebody I go to to feel. She makes you feel. Um, and I learn through her emotion and through some of her worst experiences that I have gone through and then some of her worst experiences that I haven't personally gone through but could see myself getting there. And hearing her just openly do it and, and go there and be honest about it. Uh, whether it be drugs or sex or whatever, I think I can relate to it so much to the point where it scares me into not going to where she went. I, I definitely get that. What about the other artists? Do you have any kind of personal connection when you're listening to those as well, similar to this or a different kind of vibe? So completely different type of, type of vibe. And then who else did I say? James Arthur. James Arthur has a very powerful voice. I would say James and Mac are two artists that I chose in a way because they reflect me. Like I, I sing similar to both of them in a way and I'll listen to them for kind of like artistic inspiration or like vocal inspiration um, or like um, kind of like even technique like a technique that they really created themselves. Like they don't sing like any other artist sing and I don't sing like any other any other artist sings either so i'll definitely go to them when i want to sing my ass off uh <laughs> or just vibe james arthur is way more like ah uh, like sad and yeah, yeah yeah i saw him live once actually how was that he was good i did not know who he was 
when he was first introduced. But when he came out, I was really impressed. I, I remember it really just being him and his instruments, but um, he had a really beautiful voice, exactly how you're describing it. And it wasn't until he played his hit single at the time. Honestly, can't remember the name of it. I apologize. But it was that moment where you were listening to him and you were just like, oh, wait, oh, this is the guy. I know him. But I was I was really into it. He's kind of got that vibe where like, oh, yeah, you love his voice, but like, you know, nobody really pays attention to who he actually is. I don't want to say. No, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. There's a lot of those openers that you can feel that way at times. Yeah. But I think Ed Sheeran kind of has that. Um, he's just mm-hmm. way more well-known now. Well, yeah. Um, James Arthur is also from London or from the UK, too. So he's definitely way more well-known out there. Um, but he's... I've, been a fan of his for i want to say at least five years now all of his stuff that i love the most nobody knows about (laughs) so it's it's like my own little secret it's the deep cuts man that's what the big fans listen to it's all the things way back that nobody really knows about because the artist is making music before they become mainstream and sometimes there's like so many albums before that we don't even know about. In that sense, do you feel like a lot of new artists, when they make that debut album, that there's a lot of pressure for them to give it just that like mainstream sound to just get them on the radio and get fans to just get attracted to them? I do, but I think that like everything happens for a reason, I guess. So I feel like they're within whatever message is getting lost. There's also another one that is being found and Mm. there's something else that's developing. And, you know, I, and it's not to say that I can't get down with some house music or, you know, whatever, like, so I can get down with anything really, but that's more so like when I'm about to go out and like, I want to have a good time and, you know, that's that music has its place. But I am usually looking towards music for some type of emotional support or emotional expression um, beyond just wanting to go out and get fucked up. But yes, that has its place too. And Cardi B, you know, Cardi B will get me hyped sometimes, I guess. Party. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, when we were at the club and you heard I like it like that, come on, everybody was on their feet going crazy. You just you know that that was the feeling. But, you know, you're definitely right. Everything has a certain place for certain sounds. But I also feel like as fans nowadays that we have the ability to find any kind of music by any artist by like a touch of a, you know, finger that we're spoiled in the sense of not really being able to appreciate how in-depth that artist's range can go and how many different sounds that they have in their arsenal just because they're trying to, I feel like, to just stay in that lane to get that attention. But, I mean, they could want to be in that lane for sure, too. At the time, it works for them. There's so many circumstances, but, you know, there's always that sense where I feel like that some artists just, like, find a way to branch out and do something different that is completely unexpected, but seems comfortable for them. It, not in all cases though, for sure. If you like that one lane that that artist was in and you want them to go back to that lane <laughs> and they keep going to lane three, it can be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but- I get that. I mean, everybody has a right to their own kind of style and sound that they're into or artists for sure. So, you know, it, I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. 
but when when you're listening to your artists or finding a new artist what what are you looking for in these songs um musically like what what to you makes a song truly great depth storytelling you know when you can really paint a picture for with your words and place somebody where you were whether it be by the yes by your words but also by the the sound of your voice or the the instruments that you're choosing to reflect that story and how they coincide how they relate or if they don't relate at all (laughs) you know musicality i like diversity because i get bored very easily so i don't mind artists who i actually prefer artists who have like six different sounds in one it's more complex and it's in my opinion more interesting you know you get to see more sides of people i look for people who can really sing um i appreciate somebody who sings or speaks in a way that like you feel that they're being honest you feel the genuine um as a singer i'm going to pay attention to the voice first and most um but that is one thing about like my musical taste that I would say has changed over time. When I was younger, and I guess I was more so like learning how to sing or whatever, that was more so what I would be listening to and why I was listening to it and all I was hearing. Whereas now I can listen to music from a more holistic point of view and I'm listening to everything. I'm listening to the background vocals, I'm listening to the production, I'm listening to um the the actual beat you know like yeah. beyond just the voice yeah exactly i don't really remember how like where i was uh, i can't paint the picture exactly but i do know that same as you that as i got older and started listening to you know other genres past like for me past rock and roll and i got into r&b and a little bit more pop and hip hop and i was able to dissect and isolate different instruments sounds and vocals that were happening like you could hear the melodic dreamy strat guitar in some of these r&b songs to like the drum beat that is like really taking over and like helping push and drive a really good pop song the drums are always carrying they're always carrying and they don't get enough credit because you're, you know, you're literally only paying attention to the pretty girls singing into the microphone <laughs> and we're usually missing everything that's going on behind. So I love that. I was actually thinking about how like, so when you watch a Beyonce performance, how many people are actually performing along with her? I, I wish there was more of a representation of, so when we're talking about an artist like Beyonce, this is even more important. When... Beyonce as a team, like to me, when I see Beyonce, I see so many other people who like go into her being who she is that, you know, but she gets paid to be the person who is in the front, you know, she gets paid to be the person who, and and within that she compromises all of her privacy and all, you know, there, there's always like two sides to it, but we kind of ignore all of those other people that go into that. And I wish there was, I know that's a part of like the image of creating an artist, but I also wish there was a way to be able to like have the person who has been killing it on like the piano for Beyonce for the last six years to be recognized for 
how dope they are and for people to make that association more often than it actually happens. More recognition than just being introduced as the band during a show. Yeah. And I love when artists do that. I love when artists do that and they do do that. Like it's not, and I know that, you know, there are people who have worked with Beyonce that they got their Grammys, you know, they got their appreciation here. They got their appreciation there, but there's overall we're desensitized to everything that goes on, I guess, behind the scenes. And I am, I'm very focused on that because I'm very curious about what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I totally get that. There's just so many more players that go into creating a song. Not even like those pictures that you see where it's like, here are all the people that contributed to the lyrics for this song. You know, there's the guy in the recording studio, that one guitarist that, you know, somebody has coming in to just lay out this one track to just get it the way that they want it to. And I think like, you know, documentaries and behind the scenes, things like you're saying, there's definitely ways where artists are shining light on that. So that way, as a viewer and as a listener, you can be like, oh, wow, like there's so much more that goes into this than just this main person that's standing in the front of the stage and putting on a showstopper for us. So I, I hope one day that, you know, it becomes more common that we know about the other people that go into making these songs and that are performing them live during these shows because they're they're putting in just as much work and that would be that would be truly awesome um so right you are a pretty avid traveler i would say you know i go on your social media and i see you're traveling to another part in the country or the world very frequently when you're traveling do you find that the music scene changes in the different areas that you go to whether it's in the country or uh outside of the country do you find that there are different uh, appreciations of sounds and more uh, a certain type of genre that is more popular than it is you know so to say like philadelphia where you're from definitely when you travel it's it's gonna change um but there's always gonna be that like pop and I guess that's why it's good because you will, there's something familiar no matter where you go. And it, it, it is the type of music that connects all of us together. Um, it's just pretty shallow. That's okay. <laughs> Pop's good, man. Can't argue with it. I mean, you're definitely right. It's the sound that connects us all. Uh, any language, any kind of instruments that are in the background, whatever's going on, whatever the person is singing, that style of sound, I think, has definitely connected this world. That everybody has some sort of pop song that they love or is a, a guilty pleasure, so to say. Um, in the sense of connection with music, do you have a moment in life or something that you look back on when you listen to an artist or a certain song that takes you into this moment, uh, almost like a reflection and connects you to that more than any other song that you have um, in your top list. Um, Before I Let Go by Frankie Beverly is a old school, old school song. And my dad, it makes me think of honestly where I live now because I live off of Broad Street in Philadelphia. And I just remember driving up and down Broad Street with my dad going from, you know, to and from my grandparents' house or whatever. And he'd be playing this song. So it's like one of his favorite songs. He had a lot of jams. <laughs> but I, whenever I hear that song, I will always think of him. I'll think of him. I will think of like smoke, like the smell of smoke, the smell of his car. I think of fresh gum. 
because he would always have gum. He'd be like, your breath got to stay fresh. <laughs> uh, That's great advice. Like that. That's great advice. I love that. God, right. That's beautiful, man. I really appreciate you sharing that. That's, I can picture myself in that car with you. And I love that you have that with this song. I think if we all really dove deep into our music, there's some moment that we can remember. And that makes us appreciate the song more. Um, did you grow up in a very musical household? There's like in your house, was there a lot of music playing? Mm, I would say there's there was always music playing. Like, you know, whenever I hear Celine Dion, another example, I think of my mom because my mom loved Celine Dion. Um, even Whitney Houston. And I think that I have an appreciation for older music because not only was I listening to the same music that my parents were listening to, um, I was listening to the same music that my brother and sister was listening to. And, you know, they are, I have siblings that are like 33 and 32 now, um, along with a bunch of others, hearing music from what they were listening to when they were 15 and 16. And I was, you know, we were like, what, seven or whatever, completely different. But that's how I, you know, I, was trying to do Mariah Carey shit, you know, while listening to Ja Rule or listening to whoever, and also hearing Frankie Beverly and hearing um, like Miles Davis and like, you know, all of the coming at me from all different ways because I didn't really grow up in a very ordinary family as if anybody, I don't think anybody who's listening would say they had an ordinary family, but let's say traditional in that sense. So there was a lot of different ages with a lot of different influences. And I do see that reflected in my music. Um, And not only in the music that I create, but also the music that I listen to or what what I gravitate towards. And I will go and listen to old school music sometimes to kind of take me back to those memories or help me feel connected to my dad or help me feel connected to my mom or whoever you know yeah so that's cool that is cool i'm really happy we were able to uncover that for yeah. you right now <laughs> i know you're, we're experiencing this together guys <laughs> hey that's the whole point of the show man oh man that was really cool i really uh I, I really love that i'm glad that you know even here in this moment and in general there's always something new that we can find in all of our favorite songs and all of our music. As I said, that's the whole point of this show. So I'm glad it's working. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to segue to my favorite part of the show, which was a surprise in the last episode because it was the first one, but I'm going to test your fandom and quiz you on a couple questions about your favorite artists. So let's dive in. What is J. Cole's first name? Jermaine. Hey. Was that a guess or did you know? I had to think about it and I was honestly going to Google it and then I remembered. (laughs) (laughs) You said it so quick. That's why I was asking. I just, I didn't know if you knew it immediately or if it was a guess, but I was originally going to ask you if you knew where, where he was born. Do you, did you know he was born in Germany? No, I didn't. He was apparently born on a military base in Germany and then he grew up in North Carolina. I, that does vaguely sound familiar only because of his birth chart before. Oh. I feel like I remember him not being born in America when I looked at his birth chart, but I, did, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that it was Germany. 
That's, I gave you the easy question. All right, question two. What was Amy Winehouse's first tattoo? Oh, no idea. No? Yeah, she has so many. What is it? Her Betty Boop tattoo, which I have no idea where it is or when she got it, but when I looked online, that's they said it was so that one. research for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have to. Question three. When we saw Fall Out Boy, who was the opener? Um, it was different. It, it was a little surprising. Where did we see it at? Uh, Camden, BBNT Pavilion. Oh, I remember. That's when I, I was wearing the purple bandana. Yep. I'm trying to place myself there. All right, all right. I remember. Wiz Khalifa. Really? Yeah, we were right in the pit, and we were standing right in front of you. We were standing right in front of the smoke machines, and we could have sworn that there was weed while he was performing because it was just like right in our faces. Oh, man. Well, maybe that. all right we're really uncovering your memory bank here so i got you on that one question four what is miss lauren hill's zodiac sign gemini correct gemini is correct (laughs) does that does that make sense to you when you look up her information and her birthday oh yeah oh yeah definitely like she is very very smart she's very intellectual and gemini energy she's also very misunderstood and she talked openly about um her mental health and you know just her experience with all all that shit so i definitely definitely see the correlation wow that's so interesting well you got that one you got two correct here so you all got one more what hip-hop collective was Frank Ocean a member of? Uh, all them letters. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's correct. I'll give you that one. That's right, that's right. It's a long one. They were originally called Odd Future, but there's definitely, there's a longer name that they use. I found it when I looked it up, but on the top of my head, I can't remember. Do you know the other artist that was an original member with him? Tyler. Yes, Tyler the Creator. Look at you. Yeah. You know yeah, this. I remember. I remember <laughs> all of that, and because uh, my friend Amani was like obsessed with Tyler the Creator, and I was obsessed with Frank Ocean, and this was right around the time where they were kind of still doing that. So I do remember. Uh, World's coming together, man. Two fandoms, same origin story, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> well, you did a great job. Thank you so much for playing. Uh, those are all the questions I have for you today. So you did an excellent job. Now, I'm going to close out the show with the same question I'm going to be asking everybody, which is, can you tell me, in the best way that you can, what music means to you? Honestly, to me, music is so powerful and... Like, to the extent that I would say, like, music is power, in a sense, or it's a form of power. Um, It takes you into a completely different world it it defies like reality in a sense but that's also why i say it's powerful man like it when you make music and you die that shit is still alive whitney houston's spirit is still living right now playing somewhere right now <laughs> you know that and that and that's why i said power like that's so powerful you know, and when that is the like most truest representation of you, when you bear your soul, what's more powerful than that shit?
If you want to tune out like Ryan, check out the curated playlist for this episode. You can find a link either here on the show page or in our Instagram bio at tuneout underscore podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope you join me next time.